Welcome to Kodesh Louisville. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Harold Eddie He serves as a reverend in the United Denominations, originating of the Lighthouse Group of Churches, with over 3,000 branches worldwide. Reverend Harold currently pastors the Louisville Branch, a vibrant church located in the Kentucky area. We believe this message will give you the grace to strengthen your Christian life. Now listen to Reverend Harold. nothing you can do to repay God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, ever since I heard this story, it never leaves my mind. The man who was wealthy and went to the hospital, he had all the money to buy anything he wants. And he got sick and he was taken to the hospital. And they put oxygen on him for three hours. When he was discharged. They gave him a bill of $3,000. And he began to cry. He was crying. And everybody was saying that, why are you crying? You have all the money to pay this bill. He said, I'm not crying because I cannot pay. But I'm crying because for 70 years, the Lord has been giving me free oxygen. He never sent me a bill. But only today, three hours of oxygen, $3,000. And he began to weep. I pray that that would be your story. I pray that that would be your heart. That how can I repay you, O oh God, for how kind you are. For taking us from our home and bringing him to us to his presence. He deserves the praise. For waking you up this morning. And clothing you in the right frame of mind. Some people got up this morning and they could not think straight. Some people got up this morning and they have stroke. Some people got up this morning that they cannot lift their hand up to help themselves. But God has been good to you. You sat behind those steering wheels. Even this morning when you got up, you did not pray. Because you had confidence in yourself. And then you showed up in the presence of the Lord. But this morning, I want you to lift up your hands and begin to bless the Lord. Begin to thank Him. Begin to thank God for His faithfulness. Begin to thank God for His kindness. Begin to thank Him. Thank Him. Think about it. How can we repay you, Lord? Oh, Lord, we give you worship, Lord. We bless your name. We magnify and we exalt your holy name. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for your magnificent grace and mercy. Thank you for your love, your loving kindness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just lift up your voice and bless him. Wave your hands and exalt him. Exalt his holy name for he alone is worthy. He alone is worthy. Oh, yes. We give you Glory, we were. 
Give a shout unto the Lord. Hallelujah. The psalmist said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Forget not the benefits 
I'm alive because God showed me mercy. Your organs are working because God has been merciful. Oh, Father, we bless your name. We bless your name. If it had not been the Lord who is on our side, where would we have been? But we bless your holy name. Father, we ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of your word. May the eyes of understanding be enlightened as we behold wondrous things out of your law. We bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Just have a seat before God. Amen. Please fill the front spaces. If there's a front space, you know, let's come forward and fill. Amen. Hallelujah. Help us. Amen. Just come forward. First lovers, come forward. Yeah, come and fill in the spots. Amen. Hallelujah. You have a lot of energy. Come and fill the spots here. Amen. Now turn to a brother or a sister and give them a smile. Oh, you can't smile. Please, let's, let's come forward. Let's come forward. Amen. Come forward. There's a spot here. Amen. When we were, when we were in high school, bad people sat in the back. Amen. If you go and take a test and you are even failing and you are sitting in the front, your, your teacher cannot believe that, ah, this guy who sits in the front, so they will switch the grade. They will give the bad grade to the guys who are sitting in the back. Amen. But today God is here to give you a good grade. Amen. So don't be afraid. Come closer. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank God so much. I believe that God is helping us. Amen. Tell the person sitting by you, God is helping us. Tell them that God is helping you. And he's helping me too. Tell them that you will be blessed. Because God is here. So wherever two or three shall gather in his name, he is there in their midst. In their midst. Amen. And it's a word. And I thank God for his grace. Hallelujah. So we started studying about 120 reasons why you should become a soul winner. Hallelujah. And a soul winner is someone who brings a sinner, somebody who is not saved, to come to the saving knowledge of Christ. Hallelujah. And we all live in this world under the assumption that everybody is saved. Amen. It's not everybody who is sitting here who is saved. Hallelujah. The Bible says that it is only those whose name are written in the book of life. They are the ones that are going to make it. Hallelujah. So the church has been commissioned to go and to preach the gospel. Amen. But the church is now relaxing. I mean, the church is a place where you come to see your friend. You just came and you know Jack will be here. That's why you have come to church. But we have missed the point. The world is suffering. Many people are going to hell. As I just said, this many people are going to hell. Somebody just gave their last breath who does not know the Lord. Hallelujah. But God has commissioned us, amen, to go. And as we go, he releases power. Hallelujah. Give us Matthew chapter 28, quickly Matthew chapter 28. That has been our main, our main uh, verse 
Matthew chapter 28 from verse 18. Start from the verse number 18. Hallelujah. Amen. We have, we have Sunday school, children's ministry. So if there's a child that would disturb, please take them to the Sunday school. They are very powerful. Alright, so Matthew chapter 28 from verse 18. Jesus Christ came and spake unto them and said that all power has been given to me both in earth and in heaven. Hallelujah. Then he said, go ye therefore and preach the gospel to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe whatsoever I have commanded you. And he said that, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Hallelujah. So we have been commissioned to go and to preach the gospel. And I'm saying that many people are perishing. Many people need to know about Christ. Many people, it's not everybody. Don't take it for granted. Your brother that you sleep in the same room with, that brother may not be saved. A child may not be saved. But we have been commissioned to speak the word of God to them. In Mark chapter 8, he says that what shall it profit a man if a man will gain the whole world and lose his soul? There is nothing for you. Your soul is very important. The soul of a person is important. Man is a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. But many people just exist. That is why this morning when you were coming, you spent enough time to do your makeup. To wear your Brazilian hair. And your China hair to come to the presence of the Lord. Can I have an amen? Amen. You try to look good. But guess what? We have lost sight of the fact that man is three-dimensional. Spirit, soul, and body. That when a person dies, your body remains here on earth. Your body came from the earth. And Bible says that to the earth you will go. But the very day you gave your last breath, your spirit and your soul is taken. And that spirit and soul is what will appear before the judgment throne of God. For it is appointed unto man once to die. And Bible says that after death, there is judgment. Can I have an amen? Are you still here? So as you are sitting there, you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in the body. We have been made in the image of God. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. God made it set that way. That we invest so much in our body. But this body will remain here. Do you know that when we get to heaven, we'll be given a glorified body? You've had some scars on you. Surgeries on you. Things, maybe some, some part of your body has been cut off and been thrown away. When we get to heaven, we'll be given a glorified body. That's what Bible says that in the literal sense that if your right hand is causing you to sin, cut it off. When you get there, God will give you another hand. Can I have an amen? Are you still here? And because of the fact that we are ignoring that truth, that someday all of us are going to pass and we are going to appear before God. Today I'm going to talk to us about what happens to you when you die. Teach from my prophet's book. What happens to you when you die? What do you think? What happens to you when you die? Young men, what happens to you when you die? You don't go to heaven to continue your works. You don't go there to live a good life. Brother Chris, when I get to heaven, I'll recognize you. 
But the sole purpose of being in heaven is to worship the king of kings and to give him glory. So what happens to you when you die? If when we die and there is no hope for us, if we are just a piece of meat, then it's a very sad story. But when we die, God has a hope for us. Great hope that we will be with him. Can I have an amen? And I always say that all dead people are alive. My great-grandmother, my great-grandfather who died, they are all alive. Because the body remained here. It is rotten. But my spirit and my soul will appear before God. And Bible says that the books will be open. And any man whose name is not found in the book of life will be cast into the lake of fire. It is not about how nice you look or how many children you have. But it is about except a man be born again. In John chapter 3, Bible says that a man came to Jesus Christ and said, How should, what can I do to be born again? They said, marvel not that I say unto you that you need to be born again. Because if you are not born again, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. How can a man be born again? Should I go back into my mother's womb? He said, no, but that which is born of flesh is flesh. But that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And when you come to God, you are born of the spirit. Because God is the father of spirits. Can I have an amen? Unless you say that, Father, forgive me. Forgive my sins. Wash me. Come and live inside of me and be my Lord and my Savior. You will not see the kingdom of heaven. Many were born into a Christian home. You were just made to go to church. But everybody someday would have to make that decision. And because we ourselves, we don't know that our spirit and our soul is important. We, because we ignore it, we don't think that it is necessary. Have I told you the story about this young lady who brought a guy to the pastor? Please, come. She brought a, a handsome guy like this to the pastor. He said, Pastor, this is the guy, you know, I'm thinking to marry. The pastor, is he a Christian? So, Pastor, well, look at him. He's an American. <laughs> Since when did being American become born again? Thank you, have a seat. Is he not a handsome boy? Yes. He said, oh, pastor, he's an American. Since when did becoming an American made you a born again Christian? Listen. Everyone, no matter the tribe, no matter the tongue, would appear before God. And Bible says that the books will be open. And when the books are open and your name is not in the book, you are going to hell. A place where there's fire. It's like brimstone. It's like sulfur. It does not quench. That is how cruel the place is. And God did not make that place for us. Can I have an amen? Luke chapter 16 from verse 19. Bible tells us that there, is a set, there was a certain rich man. And another poor guy called Lazarus. The rich man clothed sumptuously. He was clothed in purple and he fed sumptuously. Feeding, eating kebab, chewing chicken, drinking goat soup. I mean, he had everything that he needs to have in this world. And Bible says that Lazarus was poor. He could not even feed himself. And so he would come and lie at the gate of the rich man to eat of the cramps and dogs 
will come and lick his sore. He was so poor that small sore, he could not even get it healed. Maybe he was diabetic. Because everything that he found, he would eat. Are you still here? The Bible says that a time came that the rich man died. And when the rich man died, they had a very nice funeral for him. Made new roads. Did all that they do for rich people. And then he was buried. Hallelujah. That's just why the Bible says that the poor man died first. The poor man, Lazarus, died first. And then when he died, the Bible says that he was carried by angels to the bosom of the father. He was carried by angels. But when the rich man died, they had a great funeral and everything for him. Great burial. But at the end of the day, the Bible says that evil spirits came for him. When you die, there are two destinations. I'm talking about what happens to you when you die. When you die, you either go to heaven or hell. There are only two destinations. There's no midway. My brother, my sister, as you are sitting here, there is no midway. You cannot serve God and serve mammon. You can never belong here and belong here. If you are for God, be for God. If you are not for God, don't be for God. You cannot come to church on Sundays and then during the week, you consult other gods. You cannot come to church and then come and lift up your hands. And when you walk out of here, you have something tied around your waist. You either have to love God with all your heart. One time the disciples came to Jesus and they said, that, what is the greatest commandment? He said that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your might, everything that you have to love God. Man is a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. When I call your name, your spirit is who you truly are. Your spirit is you. Your spirit is you. Your soul is your emotions, your feelings. Oh, I can touch your soul. That's why the psalmist said that, my soul, why are you, are you downcast? Your soul can be downcast. He said, my soul, why are you quieted in me? It's like your, the soul is disappointed. There's a fine line between your spirit and your soul. But that's your, for your body, it stays here. When you die, there are two destinations. In Luke chapter 19, verse 22 to 23, when Lazarus died, angels came for him to heaven. And when the rich man died, angels came for him to hell. Hell is beneath us. Heaven is above us. Are you still here? The question is, where do dead people go? Where is that brother or sister of yours that died? Where is that person? Man is not just a piece of meat. No, you are not just a piece of meat. God has a plan for your life. Yesterday we met one guy as we were witnessing to the guy. He said, I've only prayed two times in my life. The second time I was asking the Lord to heal my father who was dying out of cancer. And so he said, as for prayer, I don't think I can do it. And I began to explain to him that every man has a leave. Your life, your time is set 
Have you wondered why somebody lives only for two years and they die? Children that did not have control of themselves, they were miscarried. All miscarried babies are in heaven because to the pure, all things are pure. When you get there, if you miscarried a baby, when you get there, they will call you mommy, they will call you daddy because they know exactly who you are. They are in the bosom of the father. Can I have an amen? Can I have a big guy? Amen. He said, I cannot pray because of what that I said that you know what? Everybody has a time limit. Maybe he only had 50 years to live. Maybe you had 70 years to live. But God never makes mistake. You cannot take somebody's pain or what happened to your father to be, be the, the life that you are going to live. No, so as, I was asking him a simple question. If you are supposed to cross the road, then he asked me a question. Does it mean that you don't have your free will anymore? I said, no, no, God does not take our free will from us. If I'm supposed to cross the road and I know to look left and to look right, and I don't look left and to look right and I go and I'm knocked down by a car, is it, does it mean that God is punishing me? I killed myself out of my own foolishness. If you know there is heaven and hell and you choose to go to hell, it is your own foolishness. One brother said to me, I'm determined to go to hell because when I get there, Bob Marley will be there, Peter Tosh will be there, and then there will be ganja. I, I, I looked at them, I said that you don't know what their last prayers were. Do not be deceived. You remember the two thieves that were crucified with Jesus Christ? They lived a bad life all their life. But on that very day, when the guy said to the other thief who was mocking at Jesus Christ, that don't you respect, don't you know that this man, we have sinned, but he has not done anything wrong. Then he said, that, Father, remember me when you get it. He said, from today, you shall be with me in paradise. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. He, he enjoyed life, but the very last day, he made it. And when we went to church, pastor said we can enjoy life the very last day. You may not know the time that you are going to die. I'm telling you. So, pastor has given us the permission to enjoy life. Keep on enjoying. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be the time that the son of man will come. Men will be marrying. Men will be lovers of themselves. They will be enjoying life. Keep on enjoying life. A wise person is someone who lives and thinks as though tomorrow I am dying. These are messages you don't hear being preached at other churches. But here we preach such messages. You are going to hell if you don't know Jesus Christ. You are going to heaven if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. It came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels. I want you to note, he was carried by angels into the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment and seeing Abraham afar off. And Lazarus in his bosom. If the man is dead, how come he had eyes? If we die and we die, how come that the rich man had eyes? How could he see? 
How could he ask Father Abraham to send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and come and quench his tongue? It means that he had a tongue. If I begin to describe somebody who had eyes, who has tongue, who has feelings, you tell me that this is a human being. Your body remains here, but your spirit and your soul, that is your true you, brother Alan, is what will face the judgment. It's your name in the book of life. Number one, when you die, two destinations, heaven or hell. There's no compromise. I pray that the Lord will help us to make it. We are all trying to go to heaven. Oh. But if I don't tell you the truth, someday your blood will be required out of my hands. Today I wash my hands of this truth that you know there is heaven. It's hell. Number two, if you go to heaven when you die, angels will come and escort you. Oh, what a glorious appearance! I say, what a glorious appearance. What a glorious appearance. If you have been by somebody who is dying, by the look on their face, you know where they are going. I'm telling you. See, some people are scared. They are holding the bed sheets because the demons are coming for them. See, somebody's dying as like, they've seen the light. They've seen the angel. If you die, you are going to heaven. Angels will come and carry you. May angels come and carry you. I say, may angels come and carry you. Hallelujah. Can you give us Luke 16, 22? Put it up for us as we go on. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. I'm not making it up. It's in the Bible. Angels. 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 They did not come on their own accord. They were sent to come for you. They were sent to come for you. May our arrival be met by angels. May our arrival be met by angels because we have given our lives to him. Number three. If you go to hell when you die, you will be met on arrival by evil spirits and other dead people. You, you are afraid of even lizard moving on top of your roof. I remember one time, a little girl, Liz, she's afraid of her, in spite of her mouth, she's afraid of every little thing. So she came back from, from school. And at the bus, she's just dropped at the, at the door somewhere. So she was supposed to come in. And when she got there, she saw that, uh, how do you call that small bag? Ladybug at the door. Her, she got, went into the grass and she was going, to, What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Because she could not reach the bell to push the bell. She was moving around. Some lady, an old woman who was driving, saw her. Said, Young girl, what, what, is, what is wrong? She said, There's an animal at the door. She didn't even say, so the lady got up. The lady said, where is it? She could not see anything. Then she pushed the bell. Then we opened the door and she came in. Why am I saying this? Some of us, we are even afraid of ladybug. But if you make it to hell, Bible says that evil spirits, evil spirits and other dead people are coming to meet you at the arrival. 
Isaiah chapter 14 verse 9. You can write it down. It said, hell from beneath. Hell. Hell is beneath us. Oh, hell is beneath us. It said, hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. Hell from beneath is moved for thee to move thee at thy coming. We didn't know that hell can move up. He said, they come and meet you on your arrival. Hell from beneath. Sin is not a joke. It stirred up the dead for thee. All the dead people already in hell, they are stirred up. They told them that Jack is coming and they all move to come and meet you because Satan in John 10, 10, he says that his goal is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He comes to destroy our lives that we may not make it. Oh, but somebody, you will make it. I say, somebody, you will make it. You make it in a grand style. Angels will come for you. Hallelujah. He said, he stirred up the dead. And the dead, they will come. They will come. They will come and meet you. He said that even all the chief ones of the earth, it has what? It has raised up from what? Thy throne. All the kings of the nations. It's like everything is coming to meet you. Heaven is above. Hell is beneath. And if you don't know the Lord and you die, hell would rise up to meet you on your arrival. Somebody say, God forbid. But guess what? Just as I need a visa to travel out of this country, you also need a visa to travel to heaven. There is no destination that is free. You have to. You have to take that decision. Except a man believes in his heart and confess with his mouth, you shall not be saved. You shall not be saved. And the currency, the visa to go to heaven, is that you can say that, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Come and live in my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. That is your visa. Any man who sits in the presence of the Lord Sunday to Sunday, and you don't have a visa, you are stuck in this country. And on your death, realize that when the poor man died, angels traveled to come and get you to go. The visa, you already have the visa. They will not question you. But when the rich man died, hell came to swallow you up. Because if they don't come for you, you don't have anything. Are you still here? You have gone home. Are you still here? You have gone home. Hallelujah. When you die and you go to hell, hell will come and meet you. Number five. Number four. Okay, number four. When you die, you will go downward if you are going to hell. Because hell is below. He said that in Isaiah. You go downwards. The, the rich man was went downwards after he was buried. Can I have an amen? Number five, when you die, you will discover that you have a spiritual body of a man which the Bible refers to as your inward man or your cryptos man. Like I said, Bible refers to your spirit man as your inward man or your spirit man or your cryptos man. So you have a spirit, you have a soul, and you have a body. 
Your spirit man. That is why sometimes when you are praying, you ask God that, Lord, Paul prayed a prayer. I said that, that God will strengthen you with might by his spirit in your inward man. That your inner man will be strengthened. Sometimes when you are weak, you come before God and say, Lord, strengthen my inner man. It means strengthen my spirit. How do I strengthen my spirit? By prayer, by reading the word of God. Jews say strengthening ourselves in our most holy faith by speaking in tongues. When I am down and I go to my prayer closet and I'm saying, I'm just edifying myself. I'm quickening myself. I'm strengthening myself. Because your spirit and your soul must be fed. It's fed by the word of God. But we take vitamins for our body. Some of us take protein shakes. We go to the gym just to lift metals. Meanwhile, your spirit man is a dwarf. Tell the person sitting by, I hope your spirit is not a dwarf. Tell them you may look like a giant, but I hope your spirit is not a dwarf. Because you can easily have a dwarf cryptos man. Hallelujah. Are you still here or you have gone home? Hallelujah. So that inward man, your spirit man, the thing that is inside of you, that is what you must cherish and that is what you must feed. Because your body will never appear before God. It is your spirit and your soul that would appear before God. May the Lord help us. I say may the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. I say may the Lord help us. I say may the Lord help us. Say a bigger amen. Because amen said, Lord help me, let it be. The Lord needs to help you and I. As I'm standing here, me too, I am trying to go to heaven. Yeah, this message is for you. Is for me. We are all trying to get there. When I see you there, I say, Charlie, how? Only that maybe on my crown, I'll have more stars. Because I'm working hard for the kingdom. So those of you who don't have anything doing in the house of the Lord, you are lacking some stars. Number six. If you go to hell, when you die, you will find yourself in a prison where there is endless distress and torment and intolerable agony. Hallelujah. Hell is a place. There is torment. Somebody who died and went and came back describes people who, are, who chew human beings, they will be biting themselves. As soon as they bite themselves, the skin comes back. One other person described, if you fornicate, something will be, your thing will be being cut. As soon as they slash it, it comes back. Then they slash. Everything that you are doing, that's what the Bible says that everything that we did in our body, both good and, both good and bad, we appear before God will be judged. Tell somebody I'm going. Tell I'm going up. I don't want to go down. We need that visa to make it. 
Mark chapter 9 from verse 43 to 44. Hallelujah. It says that, And if thy hand offends thee, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worms die not, and the fire is not quenched. There are worms. See worms coming out of every part of your body. And you are being burnt, but you see the fire, it's like sulfur. You are being burnt, but you are still alive. And you just screaming and wailing. God did not make that place for us. Hallelujah. Do you see that? One brother came to the pastor and said, Pastor, I want to be castrated. Because my thing is worrying me. Every woman I see, I want to sleep with. He came to start and said, I want to be castrated. I'm not talking about circumcision. Castration. Take it out. Take my feelings out of me. Because he realized that that thing can lead him to hell. So he said that, take it out. It is better to cut off the side that is causing you to offend God. Because when you get there, that place, tell somebody you don't want to go there. I'm smiling, but this is real. My brother, my sister, heaven is real. Hell is real. It's only that they cannot come back to come and say. That's why God has sent this prophet. One of the points in the book is saying that when you die, that is when you will know. The reason why I even switch everything is that when you die, that is when you would know. You would know that winning souls are important. That evangelists who go from, from, from town to town to preach the gospel, people who share the gospel, they are important. Because in the same Luke chapter 16, Bible says that when the rich man ended up there, he said, Father Abraham, send Lazarus. I have five brothers. Go and tell them that they should not come to hell. They should not come to this place. This is a place that nobody is supposed to come. All of a sudden, they have become evangelists, but it's too late. It is too late. It is too late. First, his request is let him dip the tip of his finger in water and come and quench my tongue. There is a place, only a drop of water is what they require. Only a drop of water. But that water will never be there. Because there's fire. There are worms. You are being eaten up, but still your flesh is coming back. You want to die, but you cannot die. Because that is eternity. It is eternity. It will never end. It will never end. But today, you have the choice to say that I want to go to heaven. You have the choice. I say you have the choice. I say you have the choice. I say you have the choice. Say so dip the tip of your finger. That it may cool my tongue. Hey! Tell somebody it is a place. As I'm even preaching about it, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. People have had near-death experience. They say the smell, the smell alone, if you ever 
you have ever had the, the smell it's like burning you see when even you go to the saloon and then they finish making your hair they use that candle to touch the tip that smell is nothing or when you go to surgery and then you know they are doing procedure and all that that is nothing near but this is a smell you, you when, when the smell makes you feel like you are choking you are dying but yet you will not die and there is fire Somebody's thinking, what have I signed up for? You are in the right place. Because this word will change your life. Can I have an amen? I believe that I would end. I believe that I would end. Don't be that one. Tell people about Jesus Christ. Be born again. And also tell people about Jesus Christ. Everybody got to know. Everybody got to know. Every Saturday we go out on evangelism. I'm telling you, people give their life to Christ. People don't even know. Some people have not heard about Jesus Christ before. Some people don't know. But everybody got to know. And Bible says that everybody will come to the saving knowledge of Christ before the Son of Man shall come. Everybody will hear that good news. And if you have heard that good news, and you've never used it for anything. Today, you can be born again and escape hell or avoid hell. You can be born again and avoid hell. Tell somebody you can be born again and avoid hell. Shall we rise up to our feet? All to Jesus I surrender all to Him I freely I will I will up your voice begin to talk to him lift up your hands surrender to him oh to
up your hands, tell him while on earth is down calling. This afternoon, you can just call on the Savior. Tell him, Savior, I give you my heart. Savior, I need you to save my soul. You've only been investing in your body, but you can tell him, save my soul. For what shall it profit a man if you will gain the whole world and you will lose your soul? What shall it profit a man? If you gain the whole world and you lose your soul, hell is a place, it's only a drop of water. Oh, say, have mercy on us. This afternoon, the Lord is calling you. Every eye is closed. You are here. You don't know the Lord. You don't know if you die right now where you are going. You don't know your destination. The power of God is here to save us. He sent forth his word to heal us. He sent forth his word to save us. He has sent forth his word our way to save your life. To snatch you from the burning fire and bring you into the kingdom. If you are here, you need the Lord Jesus. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. Pray with me. It doesn't matter. You have been a Christian. You come to church. You may even be in the choir. But this is a serious business. Something, something is happening in this place. You want to say that, Pastor, I want you to pray with me. You want to lift your right hand above your head. You need Jesus in your life. Lift that right hand above your head. Every eyes closed. I see your hand right there. I see your hand right there. I see your hand right there. Lift that hand way above your head. You need Jesus in your life. You need Jesus in your life. You need Jesus in your life. Don't just stand there. No one knows tomorrow. No one knows tomorrow. But today, 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 today. Lift that right hand above your head. If your hand is lifted up, I want you to come to me right now. Just come, just come to me. Just walk to me. Oh, my Savior, 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 Savior. Hey.
Every eyes closed. Every eyes closed. Every eyes closed. This is the final call. This is the final call. Don't stay in your seat and perish. He said that if anyone is ashamed of me in front of these witnesses, I'll be ashamed of him before my father. But if you can openly say that I need Jesus in my life, from today your name will be written in the book of life. Don't be proud and stand there because you are in the choir, because you sing, because you do that. But God is pulling the cord of your heart. You have been a Christian before, but you are living in sin. That if God should appear right now, you don't know where you are going. I beg you, my brother. I beg you, my sister. It's God who is calling you. It's not a man. It's God who is calling you. Just leave your seat and come right now, right now, right now. There's somebody here, there's somebody here. You feel a burning sensation in your heart. You are, you, are, you, are, you know, you are, you are a little bit nervous. You are a little bit nervous. Leave your seat and come right now, come right now. Every eyes closed, leave your seat and come right now. Leave your seat and come right now. Don't think about the other person, but God is calling you. God is calling you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, come, just come, 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 come. Kala ba 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 ba. Oh, I love We bless your name, Lord. I want you to pray this prayer after me. I want you to pray this prayer for me. I want you to pray this prayer after me. And the whole Congress. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Pray this prayer after me. And the whole congregation. Say, Lord Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus. Jesus. Be still, 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 be still. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. The whole congregation say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Please forgive my sins. Please forgive my sins. I come to you today. I come to you today. Because you have called me. Because you have called me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you are the Son of God. And you died to set me free. And you died to set me free. So today, so today, I invite you into my heart. I invite you into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior. Say, please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. Please write my name. My name is, mention your name. My name is. Oh, say it again. My name is. Please write that name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you for saving me. Say Satan. Say Satan. From today. I belong to Jesus. Say I belong to Jesus. Say he's my Lord. My savior. And my savior. That's all I want you to know, Satan. That's all I want you to know, Satan. 
want you to know, Satan. I don't belong Amen. to you anymore. I don't belong to you anymore. Jesus, Jesus is my father. Is my father. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you and I bless you for these lives. You said that if one man will come to the saving knowledge of Christ, there's great rejoicing. I pray for a new heart. I pray for a new heart. Amen. I pray for a new heart. Amen. You said a new heart will I give you. Yes, Lord. And I'll put my spirit into you. Yes, give Lord. them a spirit to live a Christian life. Amen. And a holy life. Amen. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We believe the word of God has actually come down to you and you have been blessed. Come join our services at 4200 Belrad Drive in Louisville, Kentucky. This and every Sunday at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m.